what up, it's your girl Ruby, and I'm your wife. And you know what? It's really nice of you to comfort me whenever I cry over my dumb JRPGs. Listen, I know they make me very sad, but they make me feel very fulfilled anyway. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transformer Dive Rangers episode 14, PETA Friendly Idiom. Another tidbit about me, your wife, is that I actually have a wife of my own. Her name is Val, and she is absolutely not listening to this, so she'll never know I'm embarrassing her by saying that I love her very, very much, and I'm planning a big surprise for our anniversary coming up. So, shh, nobody snitch. Let's dive into the episode. So all of you are currently underneath the Yong Estate in the Yong R&D Labs. We have to have a better, catchier name for that. Can anyone think of one real quick? I'm well, really just... Isn't it Sam's facility? Wouldn't Sam be the one to name it? So it should be something Sam names. Oh, I was just... called Rad. I, I was straight up just waiting for Shin to say the Reese Memorial R&D Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Sam seconds this idea. All right. <laughs> So all of you are currently hanging out in the Reese Memorial R&D Lounge. Not lab, lounge. It's important that it's lounge. And by all of you, I mean everybody but John, because John, you're currently in Royal Stoke still. We will get to that in a moment. So everyone's hanging out. Last time we were talking about Shin having given... Sam, broken, dive watch. Let's jump right into how Sam has fixed that. So keeping in mind that there was an engraving on the back, Sam took great care not to touch that and just fix all of the inside bits. Roll um, wits to see if you took great care. All right. I think Wits is a plus three. I'm just going to double check my sheet to verify that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a plus three. So that's... Let's see how I roll. I got a 12. You got a 12. So you did take great care. 
and yeah. it seems to be in perfect working condition mm -hmm. and the engraving has been retained yep uh sam took great care to follow shin's instruction of fix this shin are you grateful I will roll courage to see if I'm grateful. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, you're Shin. not grateful. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, uh, Shin is extremely grateful, especially since the uh, engraving was kept intact. Offering to treat uh, Sam to a slice of pizza at, at some point in the future. I would like that. A pizza at the new Bubble Dive Pizzeria? Of course. Yeah. At this point, I'm just assuming every time you bring up a new item that it's just something that the Bubble Dive has. Well, this was brought up the other day, the Superhero Pizzeria. That's right. Okay, but but I feel like like at the Bubble Dive, we now have a rival pizzeria to the Superhero Pizzeria, the Super Villain Pizzeria. Because you got to have a rival pizzeria, right? Yes, but they're both owned by Shin. Oh, they're both owned by Shin, so it doesn't matter which one you go to. And more or less, it's the same pizza. You just happen to hire two employees to work both of them. They're actually twins as well. Even better. Are Wait, wait, wait. Are they not twins? Are they the two other triplets of Steve, the guy who works at the pawn shop? Of course. Okay, but okay. We haven't met Steve, so I guess... And yeah, they're, they're they're triplets. Have we not met Steve? We have not met Steve. I don't know who you're we're talking have about. To, we're gonna have to go to the pawn shop at some point to have meet Steve. It's very important to meet Steve. Steve is the heart of this whole operation. We have to meet Steve. everyone. Let's go. Let let's go from the Reese Memorial R and D Lounge to wherever Steve is right now. Roll wits to see where Steve is. I'm kidding. So oh wow, Cal failed this is the wits roll, and now he thinks <laughs> he's at the hospital. So everyone's hanging out through here. Cal, last time you had seen that weird red ghost, you'd seen it with Sam. Want to decompress about that a little bit with Sam? Yeah, I feel like... The situation's calmed down. Everyone had went home. We probably met back up at the R&D labs or whatever. Just to have a nice little... What was that? Do you have any idea? Because Cal had no idea. Well, if you had to ask me, I would guess that it was a Soviet experiment involving super-intelligent monkeys. I don't believe you. Do, do you not read comic books? You're like 12. Don't 12-year-olds like comic books? Uh, 19 and no. No comic books for me. Dang. Would you watch a movie based on a comic book? Yeah, of course. Man. I need to, like, start shopping all of the script ideas I have. Okay, uh, okay, cause... okay. To, to be fair, to be fair, this is 1993. Literally, like the biggest superhero movie had just Batman come 1989. Out. It, well, not just that, but also uh, Batman Returns had just come out as well. Oh, shit. Batman Returns was, I believe, wasn't that uh, 1992? 
Was it? Duh. Who has Because Batman, Batman Returns was 95. Returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, Batman Returns was 1992, June 16th. Uh, that was literally like like less than a year ago in in this timeline. So Sam clearly thinks sequel. that they're still very underground <laughs> on all of this. <laughs> having seen both of those movies, love them, but having gone to like weird midnight matinee showings where he, they were the only person in the theater, just midnight showings else... before midnight showings existed. Yeah, just like 10 p.m. Just broke into the theater. Yeah. Sam just went in there and just put the reel on and just sat down. Sam yeah, is Sam... exactly the kind of person who would know how to work a projector. Are you Sam kidding me? Sam is the original pirate. Okay, Sam is the original movie pirate. Okay, please tell me that Sam put these online. Please, please tell me that Sam somehow in 1993 technology put put these films online. I just, I want to believe that Sam is the original pirate. He mails them out to the people that he meets on the message boards. Bowen's (laughs) internal intranet has just got a torrent server for (laughs) (laughs) a torrent server, but it's just consecutive image files and the audio track. But that's the reason why it's called torrent because dive rangers water Ah. torrent. (laughs) Sam Sam is the adventure. Sam is the inventor of the torrent. Okay. Uh, long story short, it was a red ghost, and I feel like it has something to do with what happened to the red driver uh, when we were fighting the turtle and Davy Jones and all of that other stuff was happening. It was a lot of information for me to process, so I'm still not sure I've processed that two weeks after the fact, but... I mean, the driver exploded, and it's still out there then? Yeah, the energy itself... Energy can neither be created nor destroyed, right? So the energy itself is still out there in the universe, I guess, in the form of this ghost. Um, but I guess we would either have to recapture it to prevent it from doing weird ghost things, or we would have to destroy it, which is weird because energy can't be destroyed. But uh, that is this is a tough situation to be in, Cal. Yeah, nothing we did to it seemed to affect it at all. Mm-hmm. Certainly nothing I did. Wasn't corporeal to me at all. Yeah, the spear went right through it. Yeah. I think around this time, Nadia is actually going to come down into the Reese Memorial R&D Lounge. I just love that. Is there a plaque? (laughs) Is there a plaque that says the Reese Memorial R&D Lounge? Yes. Instead of visiting Reese in the hospital, did someone make a plaque for that? Yes, and it has Reese's birth year with a dash, and then after the dash, it's blank. A space. And it's exclamation marks with enough space for a year to be put in. Is it? But is it actually the birth year, or is it 1969? It is absolutely 1969. Now, there we go. In the absence it, of actually asking Reese when his birthday was, they just put 1969. Oh, absolutely. I'm actually thinking, could 1969... I think 1969 might literally be when Reese was born. What about April 20th, 1969? I think I think that is absolutely uh, no. Reese's birthday. It would not be. No, would, would that be too young? I'm looking at my timeline and knowing how close in age they are, it, it, it would be impossible. Darn. Okay. 
I'm, I'm doing the math real quick. By doing the math, I mean I've opened up calculator app. Could that be when his mom was born? <laughs> that would make his mom born. younger than his shin. <laughs> 1969? That would make Reese 24, and that would be way too young. Because Reese is in, in close oh, to Oh, too young. I thought I meant too old for some reason. Yeah. And, oh, gosh. God damn. Why, why do we have to do it this way? Why do we have to create a lush backstory with Reese and Shinu that makes it impossible for Reese to be born in 1969. What character can we have born in 1969? Reese also absolutely claims they were born in 1969. Yeah. Oh, without yeah, a yeah. doubt. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, Reese, Reese just wants that to be true. No, no. They're born yeah. April 20th. It, that's, that's what John said. Yeah, it's already been said. No, my bad. <laughs> And shame on you, repeating jokes someone else said. Shame on you. But in honor of what Reese claims, the plaque does in fact say 1969. Absolutely. To... There's an asterisk next to the 69, though. <laughs> 1969 asterisk dash. That's a fantastic way of me saying that. Those sentence. 1969 asterisk dash. Space question for mark, another... Question mark, question mark, question mark. And then three exclamation marks. Yes. <laughs> so Nadia comes down into the Reese Memorial Lounge, holding a bunch of paperwork, looking through, toes over to Shinu and says, so I worked on that research project that you wanted me to start on. I found all potential sightings of a red ghost aside from at BBU the other night. Every no, it wouldn't be the other night. Last night, la this morning. At that point, I feel like it would probably be this morning. I feel like we're not too too far away. Okay, so she's yeah. all like, "I looked through and I found all recited." No, I looked through and I found every single sighting of a red ghost aside from what happened this morning. Hopefully, some of these are not crackpots. That's the plan, pretty much. Also, Shin, um. You got a very interesting phone call from, well, from Miss Valentine. And it's something that I think you should definitely take. It's All kinda right. kind of serious. Is there a phone around that I can use? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, you probably take it routed up into your home office. All right. I guess forward it up there in about five minutes. That's how long it'll take me to get there. Okay. Yeah, no, should be hanging on hold. At the very least, you can call her back. Shin so walks towards the elevator. Bye, Shan. Have fun. I just realized the voice I was using was not the voice that I had for Nadia before. That was a very light voice for Nadia. I can't, I, I don't know how these other podcast people do it with all these different voices. Maybe it's because they have like a small set of characters and I'm just all like, what if I filled this world with lots of different characters that all have very good names? Yeah, here's the 10th character with a female voice. Hey, it's also I've the, just okay. created new locations. I need 12 characters for them. We're going right. to have this world be very lived in. It's, <laughs> I just, I, I just, I love names. Like, yeah. You you can tell I just love a good name. 
now it's seven seven seasons of all these characters it's getting pretty packed (laughs) well this episode there are no new names okay (laughs) i probably should have thought of some because at some point we will need them but there are no new names this episode potentially so we'll see how that goes I'm just going to open up my, like, non-Discotlo's name folder, and just, if I need them, I'll have them on tap. So, let's, let's do that, Nadia, one more time. Um, well, Shin's already done his thing. Hey, so, um, since I was working on everything that you had, I was looking through... Found everything that was for Red Ghost, since both of you were very interested, and Shin seemed to only be interested as much as all of you were interested. So, if you just want to look through all this, and she hands you all of the... She's got about, like, four middle folders. Uh, five, actually. The fifth one is... fifth one here is uh, what I call the Crackpot folder. Uh, I'm very certain that none of this is valid or I'll read that one useful. first. Well, okay... For instance, when we talk about Red Ghost, um, there is a ghost chili pepper that has been seen uh, being sold near to the docks. It's interesting. Not really relevant, but interesting. There is a red alien sighting. Oh, Aloise has been busy Where? selling peppers, seeing aliens. <laughs> Where was the alien sighted? Oh, the alien sighting was on Saturn. Someone woke up at night and said, I had a dream that I saw a red alien on Saturn. Oh, that's disappointing. Okay, next one. That's that's the that's the crackpots. No. It's it's just, it's five more alien sightings of people like sleeping and one person who uh is fairly certain that the like alien from Looney Tunes was red. Marvin the Martian? I mean, I guess he's from Mars, but... Okay. Well, thank you for at least entertaining the crackpot file. And she takes the file and just, like, throws it into a waste bin that's right next to it. Bye. That was aggressive. Drops it. How about that? Just drops it. Just lets <laughs> it fall from her hand into the into the bin. In fact, I think, actually, whenever she did did, did drop it, Kath looks over is all like, oh, please be careful. Because Kath is still here because Kath works with you now. Yeah. You can't you can't keep her from doing no, Kath's not there because Kath because uh clearly clearly Sam didn't want Kath to work with him. That's correct. Wasn't Shinu so gonna talk to uh Sam about that? This happened this happened literally like like in the A day morning. Ago. Yeah. Like, like, this is not even, like, it hasn't even been 24 hours since that happened. Yeah. Like, Sam clearly could not read Kat's desire to want to keep working for them. And they're just like, no, it, it sucks. I'm sorry. Not my call. Even though it's totally my call. Yeah, no, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's the way things are. It's, it's your news idea. Do you, do you think, do you think that Sam is reading... Kath's sarcasm as I actually don't want to work for you anymore. And 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 Sam is just getting the complete wrong idea. I think on some level they are, but even that is not the conscious level. It's the more dominant feeling of their gut instinct, but it's not 
the dominant idea at all. God, that's so valid. Anyway, Nadia has these four manila folders. Okay. So I was looking through and found a bunch of different stuff. Things that are more credible sightings. Uh, did a little bit of digging. Found out uh, a number of things. So we have a sighting near the Sandbed Hotel. A sighting near the donor at the Mo. A sighting in downtown. And a sighting at the Bubble Dive. The Bubble Dive? Okay. So which one you want to look into first? The bubble dive one sounds interesting. So let's start there. Sounds like the in place terms of the file. that could be easily investigated. Yeah. So we were looking through it, and we ended up finding out that one of the co-workers there had actually uh, called in through tip line, said something weird was happening, someone was skulking around through the area, uh, there is a statue outside the bubble dive. Uh, it's one of the employees there, um, a L Bishop. And mm. they had said that someone skulked around, had a weird kind of thing going on for them. Whenever they turned towards the security cameras, the cameras just lit up in a light. It's not necessarily saying ghost, but it it's not necessarily saying red, but it tracks for a lot of the things we had seen before. That's I'm true. thinking that might be something interesting, worth checking into at the very least. Yeah, I mean, Cal, Reese used to hang out a lot at the Bubble Dive, right? Yeah, he, he would come up, say some mysterious stuff, then leave. Okay. And do you know this L Bishop pretty well? Yes? No? Yeah. Do you trust yeah, them? Can... Yeah, of course. They're great people. Cool. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty promising lead then. You want to look so... into the others? I, I feel like it's worth it at least to hear them, but I feel like... Yeah, I think just so that we have all the information on the table, it's worth it to at least hear them out before we actually act, right? What do you think, Cal? Yeah, of course we got to hear everything before we go, because... Better. Oh, y'all just seemed very gung ho about just going to the bubble dive and not hearing anything else I had to say. I, I'm I'm just saying Reese hung out there quite a bit, so that's where my gut instinct was going. Does, but what does this have to do with Reese? I yeah, think he keeps saying Reese, but I think it might be related to Reese, and I don't know why. Bless up, Reese. Well, the other places, um. Still got lead in Sandbed, the donor at the Mo, and the lead in downtown, if you want to hear about any of those. What did the Mo donor say? So the location is the donor at the Mo. It's a donor shop. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They, makes they, more they, sense. Do, than... They do meats and stuff. Yeah, and not like giving money to the no. museum. That's different. No. So what did they see at the kebab shop? Which is how Sam parsed that entire conversation. So the kebab people, she's just going to roll with it. The kebab people, the staff there saw a, well, they just kind of said it. They said they saw a red ghost sitting at a table when they tried to close for the night. One of them hit it with a broom. It dissipated and then didn't show up again. And this happened mm. about a week ago. A week ago. Okay. 
I mean, that's consistent with what happened when you tried to stab the thing. Yeah, it just floated and then disappeared later. Yeah. Okay. We can stop by their lunch, see what happens. You really want to get that for lunch, don't you? I am hungry. Yeah. Um, before we actually decide and finalize a course of action, what did they see at the sandbed? Someone staying at the Sandbed Hotel mentioned seeing a red figure haunting around outside. Person is a known, well, let's put it this way, proprietor of illegal substances. I don't know how much we can trust this person. This is what they said in a police report. But seeing red figure haunting around the Sandbed, it's a pretty open location. I imagine more people might have seen it, but at the same time, descriptions are pretty consistent with what you said. Okay. And what did we hear downtown? Another red figure, as it was kind of described. It was a dozen people or so who had seen a red figure inside one of the buildings uh, near, actually, the Bowen building. Um, few okay. buildings over hmm. and it was just inside one of the buildings around 3 a.m at night about a dozen people uh walking through there had seen something like that we had heard through combination of tip lines and combination of just hearsay so it's possible that that, that the figure is not lingering uh, lingering around do you have contact information for any of the people on the tip lines uh, that's fair i believe that would be a breach of privacy to find out about who it was on the tip lines that had said a lot of this stuff again if they didn't bring their you know if they didn't bring forward any information for themselves maybe it's i'm gonna be honest it's not the kind of thing that i feel like shin would want me doing yeah no that's valid um so we do have a couple of names we do have a couple of places that seem pretty easy for us to get to what are you feeling like for lunch cal well, I say we should hit up the bubble dive first and hop over to the kebab place for lunch. All right, you want pizza? What? Oh, you want a double dive? Okay, I'll buy you a drink, a tea, to be clear. Uh, no, no thanks. I'll I'll just stick with the kebabs. Okay. All right. Thanks for your help, Nadia. Um, Always happy to do it. Yeah. I I'll, will. I'll keep you posted up on if we find anything else. That... Oh, that's relevant to you. Uh, but thanks for your help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we go, Cal, did you get that upgrade? There was a, something specifically left for you. Should have come I before. did not hear anything about an upgrade. Oh, Sam, no. show Cal the, the, the new watch. Yeah, so... You have a new watch? Yeah, I mean, not new to me, but it's new to the rest of... The team, I suppose. Um, so you remember when I was punching uh Chinu in the parking lot that one that one day and uh, yeah, yeah. When I embedded you in a car. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that. Great introduction. Anyway, um, so part of what was helping me that day was the fact that I was prototyping a new dive watch. And so, if you would like, I have an upgrade available for you and your watch. Hell yeah, I'd give it a spin. Cool, yeah. 
Uh, feel free to test it out for the day. I can make adjustments as needed. Uh, I figure this is a continuing conversation for everyone. Um, yeah, cool. Sweet. Let's ride. Upgrades are always fun. Yeah. And with that, if you want on your sheet, Cal, give yourself one extra armor. Yay. Yeah, it's going to be real helpful for you since you are glass cannon. He's not going to break on the look. I feel like a lot of people on this team are, though. There's really only it's one true. tank, and they're currently out and of They state. take a lot of damage. <laughs> they, they take a lot of damage because they're just a little dumb. <laughs> but in the best way. In the best way. We all we all love John. Yeah. In this house, we love and respect John. I miss John. Sam hasn't seen John for like a week. Cal misses his dad. Aww. You're on the phone with Ida Valentine, who is the, well, as you know her as, the security director over Royal Stoke Facilities. How do you answer the phone call? Hi there, ho there, hey there. No, that's not my answer. How do you how do you answer the phone call? I guess and she's what, on she's on hold, correct? She's been on hold probably for about five minutes or so. Okay. Sorry to keep you. Uh Shin here. So I have I your man. My man? I believe John is within your jurisdiction. What is he doing up there? It's a very good question. He won't even answer me. Me and John have actually, believe it or not, something of a connection and a former relationship, if you would. I'll get there as soon as I can. I'll figure this out. It's not just that I want you to get here as soon as you can. I I think we need to talk about a number of things. I would like to have a discussion, person to person, director to director, sort of about what I anticipate for us to interact with each other. All right, I'll get on my jet and I'll see you in a couple hours. Be sure that you get here as quickly as you possibly can. Oh, Shin now has a jet, by the way. I was thinking that was something that Bowen would have for Shin, but also is this something that Shin bought? And also, is it a droop snoot? Is it a of course Concord? it's a droop snoot. It's a Concord. I love that. Okay. So where do we want to go to first? Do we want to have the... In fact, actually, as soon as Ida... As soon as Ida hangs up the phone call, she stands back up. She walks on over to the recovery facility. If it, We're, we're going to make that a euphemism right there. Where John and Henri currently are. 
Well, John, I've called your father, and he should be here to pick you up and end your date in just a few seconds. Thanks, Ida. So, John, I'm going to ask you again, and I would like to have a more honest answer. What were you doing in the Crypt Woods? Well, uh, I had, uh, used up the last bit of, uh, my orb a couple weeks ago and figured it was high time I return it and, you know, wanted to see if any was the old team was here and maybe find Bobby. John, I'm gonna once more give you the opportunity to give me a good answer. And that's really all I'm asking for here. I'm not asking necessarily even for the truth. Just give me a good answer. What one that that doesn't have to cause any strife as far as with internal politics goes. Because you're not even with Bowen right now. And the fact that you're here in my facility, that you are currently inside of a Bowen compound, that you are found inside of Bowen jurisdiction, uh, in a place where no one is supposed to be allowed at all, uh, that's already an issue. Uh -huh. But also, you are currently under the watchful eye of someone who I assume would have to be your friend if I happen to have read reports correctly. Mm -hmm. Why go behind his back to do this? Why go behind uh, everyone's best intentions for you and and do this to find to find Bobby? To I I understand why in many ways. I do understand it. I don't understand it. Bobby's dead. You know this, right? Like, you you understand that's what happened. See, you say that, but I've been told he was dead before, and uh, he turned out to be alive. So at this point, it's all up in the air. Uh, but, you know, I was, I did see his spirit or an echo of him or something. Okay, okay. All the ranger stuff, all of that, that's in the past. There are logical explanations for everything here. It doesn't always have to turn into some cryptid supernatural mumbo jumbo. Okay, Ida. We fought mythological monsters that no one knew existed. That turned out to be just creatures affected by scientific means. You know, I thought that once. But, uh... Sometimes it's more about faith than about science. 
I run a science facility. I can't really just say, hey, everybody, it's more important that we, we deal with faith than we deal with science. Yeah, I, I know that sounds like a crazy person, right? Definitely sounds like a crazy person. Absolutely does. It's But I was also attacked and stabbed by something that shared a lot of familiarities. You were attacked? Well, I certainly got the stab wounds to show. I know. You were attacked by an Abzuin. If it wasn't no, Abzuin, you were attacked by an unidentified creature of some kind. You were not attacked by some mystical, mythical whatever. There is a logical explanation for what happened. It doesn't have to be more than that. And I have to write down somewhere in my report why you did something. And I don't want to have to write down to find your dead brother. Then write down that I was just returning something that belonged to Mishi Pesci. That's not better. That's not better, John. How is it not better? I what trespassing you were trespassing yeah well wouldn't be the first time you did it too I have responsibility now I've John I've grown up yeah you say that but uh, one thing you did is just move positions you didn't really grow up One of us has actual responsibility. The other one is dumb enough to find his way into a absolutely dangerous facility, knowing that you shouldn't be here. Here you are. Well. Just. I'm going to let you sit for a bit. Okay. Shin's coming to pick you up. Think of a good excuse by then. Think of something I can write down that's not going to make you a crazy person. And that's not going to get Shin in trouble. I don't know. Fact find a mission for Shin. I don't know. Would that get him in trouble? You tell me. You tell him. It's not my fault. John, it's nice to know that you're still alive and kicking. Hey, I didn't expect to see you in such a... Fancy place. Like I said, How are John, the others? I've grown up. You tell me. I ain't seen him since the wedding. Just like I ain't seen you since then. There are better times. And I think at that point, she just kind of trails on out. So do we want to have Shin arriving first or do you want to go down to the bubble dive first? Pop over the bubble dive? Sure. Okay, so what happens when you all go to the bubble dive? What vehicle do you all take over there, by the way? Uh, Were there electric cars on the menus? Personal vehicles? Unless we're carpooling with Borden, just is, who else is going besides Cal and Sam? Just I think it's just them. you two. 
Okay. Is the VW Rabbit stateside right now? Second. Is the Volkswagen Rabbit stateside in the nineties? No, it's the Golf. I don't care. I I love the idea that that Sam drives a VW Rabbit. Yeah, they're driving a VW Golf, but it's badged as a VW Rabbit. God, I love that a lot. Okay. Like they tore the they tore the Golf thing off the back, and then imported the little badge that says Rabbit. And then just like soldered that on. The ingenuity we stand. <laughs> so are you both riding around in the VW Golf Rabbit? Yeah, because Cal is a single person vehicle, yeah. so I guess he would carpool. Yeah. So what happens when y'all after you leave the VW Rabbit and you're heading into the mo? Not the mo, the bubble dive. What happens when y'all head into the bubble dive? I think we'd first investigate the statue, right? Yeah. Okay. Because it's right outside, it's big. So right out in front of the bubble dive, there is a statue. The statue is a, well, let's actually have uh, Shin describe, like, let's have Shin describe it since it's Shin's statue. Uh, it's... Yeah, the statue outside the bubble dive is a little bit taller than a person uh, because of a large kind of crest-like crown that it's got on its head. Uh, it's it's shaped exactly like a human. However, it is you can see the definition of the muscle as almost as if there's no flesh on it. It's quite eerie, actually. It's, it's face... Uh, kind of resembles humans other than the fact that it's got no eyes and a, rather than the nose it's got the uh, cavity for the nose other than that it's it's made out of a, a black stone with some green kind of almost veiny like material running through it it's creepy yeah but people CLR. still love it. Oh, yeah. What's the name of the statue? The uh, people just call it the Bahamut's Messenger. That's the one. Would Cal know any of this in particular about, like, any of the history of this thing? Anything about... I feel, I feel like he would uh, know probably, like, the basic... Like, oh, this is a landmark, and he's probably been here before. It's right outside the bubble dive. He's probably looked at it a few times, and maybe, like, anything he learned in, like, high school history class. That's about it. I don't know if it would be in a high school history class, frankly. I mean, I assume they talked something about the city they're in. Seems more like yeah. middle school. Middle school history class, which you probably won't remember. So, like, basic local knowledge of it. Okay. So y'all are just skulking around, looking at the uh, Bahamut's messenger. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, I'm going to go find Lucia and ask her about it. Okay. You keep um, looking at the statue. I think I have something that can measure like an EKG signal. And if I Try don't, it. I can make it 
improvised, but I need to roll wits. Okay. Roll me that wits, baby. Eight. Ooh. So what happens whenever you roll an eight? Uh, knows how to get it or make it, but there's a complication. Let me think of the complication. So you're just trying to make an EKG meter? Yeah. So you get hit with a copyright cease and desist from the Ghostbusters movie? <laughs> um, you know what? No, I think I'm actually going to commit to that. I think I'm going to commit to you get hit with a cease and desist. No. no so that's what Sam tried to do last night. Pull those then... up in your hand. It, no, I think I think you're actually just going to have a bunch of people come by and think that you're like cosplaying a Ghostbuster. <laughs> and That's Sam takes it in stride. Yeah, it's not a complication for him. It's just like, yeah, I'm cool now. Oh, okay, you're right. That is kind of cool. <laughs> Here is kind of cool. Okay, okay. No, 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 no. They think you're Dan Aykroyd. But... <laughs> oh. Who wants to be Dan Aykroyd? The lamest of the Ghostbusters. No one wants to be Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, especially in the 90s. Because at this point, Dan Aykroyd went from, oh, he was in that cool movie, to, mmm. So I think Lucia comes out. Yeah. And as you are starting to go through EKG meter stuff, Lucia kind of looks over and is all like, what's with Sam trying to pretend to be a Ghostbuster? I don't know. It kind of looks like Dan Aykroyd over there. Lucia's all like, has no idea who Dan Aykroyd is. That's his favorite Ghostbuster. And then, uh, I'll be like, Is Dan Aykroyd the guy who sang the Ghostbusters song? I don't know. He just keeps talking about him. It's embarrassing for him. Uh, Cal, then <laughs> Cal uh, would say, like, uh, I don't know, we're over here investigating a sighting of a red ghost. If you've seen anything about that. Oh, um. Or red something. Well, I didn't see anything that's red or ghostly uh, around here. I don't exactly know. What, I mean, like, there is the weird kind of dude of light that I saw. Is it like a red light? Yeah, the dude of light. That's what we're looking for. Okay. Well, yeah. So, okay. So there is this weirdo. I I could barely see it on the cameras because I was looking over through camera feeds because, you know, Shin always makes you have to look through the camera feeds yeah. for the past eight hours every time you're at the end of your shift because Shin is... Very, whatever. You, you, you know I know what you're it. talking about. Exactly. You get it, boss. Anyway. Dude wanted me to look over, check out everything through there. I saw on the tapes there was a guy who looked like it was skulking around, couldn't really make out. At one point looks at the camera and then just a flash of light. And then suddenly the figure's gone. Didn't see it since then. There's no trace of it on any other camera feeds anywhere else. Just gone. Creepy. 
Yeah, you telling me. I mean, you know, I would have told you about it, but it just... Giant turtle monster just kind of, like, crash-landed outside the city. It felt weird to kind of tell you about that thing. Yeah. It's like kind of got overshadowed, I guess, by the giant turtle. Yeah. Probably literally, too. Sorry I don't have any more information about it. Um, What are you... So so what 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 do you what are you asking? Is it super important now? Yeah, I don't know. We we're just doing some weird investigation of strange things around the city. Typical new job stuff. Honestly, I I didn't I guess I didn't think it was uh related to the red ghost we saw uh this morning, but I Honestly, yeah, now that you're kind of bringing it up, it makes sense to... Maybe these things are connected. Do we have any other leads? Maybe, you know, I could come help out with y'all? I mean, I do happen to know both of you are dive rangers and stuff. Yeah, you should you could come along. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll tag along with it. I mean, Cal... Supposed to be part of the team, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, it's just been a... Uh, a hectic few weeks. I can tell. Just saying, you know, I'm not the kind of person who's going to sit on the sidelines for this thing. I wouldn't count you out. So, uh, who's the who's who's the square you got with you? Uh, this is Sam. What up? Oh, hey, Sam. This is uh, Lucia. Lucia Bishop. Nice to meet you. Hi, Sam Taylor. Lucia looks at Sam after the way Sam just said hi. Looks like Sam up and down. It gives them a very weird look like that was a little too forward. And and then puts her hand out to awkwardly shake. And Sam does again the thing that they've done a few times at this point, like accepting it with their left hand and Doing the awkward left hand, right hand shake. Do you just like up? Okay, okay. When you do the <laughs> left left hand, uh, right hand shake, do you do upside down or? Yeah. Okay, okay. You do upside down. Oh. Lucia <laughs> looks at Cal and just has this mortified look of, who is this weirdo? Cow is like shrugging like the I don't know face. <laughs> so where else uh, we saw? I know there was at the BBU. So uh, where are we off to next? The kebab place. You want to get kebabs with us? Oh, hell yeah. Sam, you're paying. I assumed so. Yeah, he already offered so. Oh, that works out perfectly then. Shin, what I feel like at this you... point, Cal and Lucia would like start walking off towards the car <laughs> if Sam didn't stop them. Sam's just like, what is happening? What did I miss? <laughs> I was taking EKG measurements for like five minutes. Shin, what happens when you get off the jet? First thing he does when he gets off the jet is head towards the Bowen facility. 
Well, I imagine when you get off the jet, you are landed at a Bowen facility. Fair. Uh, he'll walk towards uh, whoever is going to be greet him, because presumably his flight was fairly abruptly planned, so the security there might not be 100% expecting him. So, I know I promised there are no new names. We do have a new name. Technically, this is a name that existed already, so it's not one that I made for this episode, but I guess it's a name that's showing up here. So, waiting for you is actually going to be the security advisor to Eda Valentine, Ward Seaton. Ward Seaton, are you familiar with Stephen Tobolowski? Anyone here familiar with him? Yep. Ward Seaton looks like Stephen Tobolowski. Okay, he he is uh, bald, a little like like I I'm not gonna say he's chubby. He's more flabby, if that makes sense. But in a very fun kind of jolly way. Like, he's, you can tell that there is muscle on this guy. Like, this guy could win a fight. But also, it would be very funny to watch him fight. Like, he just seems very jolly. And he meets all of you, and uh, I assume is uh, Shin just by himself? Yeah, no one else would have had time to join him for this. Okay, so then... Ward meets you with a grin and a very big smile. Well, howdy-do! It's good to meet you. It's Junior. fantastic to meet you, too. I am Ward Seaton. I work with Eda Valentine. I believe you spoke with her on the phone? Yes. I believe you have uh, my friend here. We do. We're currently holding him in our facility. We know friend of yours, so we're not necessarily going to turn him over to anybody else. We're going to see if we can't keep this between us, try and keep things down. All things considered, this sort of thing, I'm kind of surprised Ida's going for it. He doesn't seem to know you too well, but... Well... <laughs> You've got me on this. I, I do as she tells me. That's all I'm real good at. No worries. If you could just show me to her, let's uh, see if we can make your guest uh, go home quicker for you guys. Absolutely, then. And Ward Seaton takes you over into the Bahamas Bay. Uh, not quite the main facilities. It takes to an auxiliary facility. Takes you to, like, the second basement. And underneath into the second basement, after you pass through a whole, like, slew of, like, a garage full of Jeeps, you go into a side office area. There's a, inside the side office, there is a door. On the other side of that door, you can kind of tell that there is a commotion and ruckus kind of happening. Not too much, just sounds like two people talking, i.e. John and Henri. And outside the office, you actually see... Eda Valentine sitting down on a bench, immediately standing up to greet you with a handshake. I return the handshake. Shinu Yong, it's very nice to meet you. Hopefully, nice to meet you uh, as well. Hopefully, you get to meet everybody else in the uh, upper management on better terms. So sorry, this is how you had to meet me for the first time. Your man's inside that room. 
It's not necessarily a holding room, but it's not necessarily a not holding room. I understand. Are you aware of why he's here? Absolutely no idea. Are you aware of why he's here? Absolutely no idea. He gave me no indication he was even coming this way. Okay. So then when I hand him over to Saul Joy, because that's what I would have to do under these circumstances, you're fine with that. I would prefer if those two didn't have any further interactions, if we could avoid it. So then, do you know why he was here? I think I do. Okay, fantastic then. You don't have to tell me just yet. It's fine, I can keep it a little bit of a mystery. Would you like to catch up with your man and get a little bit of information from him? Find out then? See if you if, if the task had been completed? Yep, I will, uh, I'll go talk to him right now. Perfect. And then Ward goes in, opens up the door, and lets you inside, and then closes it right back as soon as you enter. How's it going, John? Morning, Jim. How are you doing, Henri? Been better. So you've got yourselves into a little bit of a situation. I take full responsibility for what happened here. I let John do it. I let... I, I, shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have let him come here. Honor, I ain't gonna let you take the fall. You know that. My dumb idea. Well, no, it was Nadia's dumb idea. It was your dumb plan to follow it. She did say not to make waves. I feel like I've made waves somehow. Maybe just a little? I'm going to be honest with you both right now. Ida wants to let you go. She wants you to come back with me. But okay. her hands are tied. Right. Figured they were. The only way they're going to let you out of here is if you're with them. John, you're going to have to accept the job. I don't know. Figured. I mean, that the I, only way? I talked with Ida. That was the only way. She literally said it herself. <sighs> so, what official Bowen business did you have me sent up here for so we can get this whole mess sorted out? Well, seeing as the previous person who had my position had problems with Abzuin's getting in, I sent you to a place you were familiar with in hopes that 
you could test to make sure they couldn't have infiltration as easily. Uh-huh. And clearly they've got good security because they caught you right away. Mm-hmm. If they uh they don't like that, I'll say I apologize for overstepping my 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 duties, but I just wanted to make sure the whole company was aware of how serious we take things. Well, their security couldn't be that good. I mean, honestly, we we came down here and not only did they not catch us, but they also had no idea that there was I guess that was an Abzuin? Is that what we would call that thing? That Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna call it an Abzuin to make them happy. But it wasn't. But that's what we're gonna say. John, at some point you're gonna have to learn how to lie. Well, you know I've never been good at that. Uh so, you know. But I'll work on it. How about that? I mean, it's more or less for your sake. So what's going to happen with me? If I'm here with John and John's a member of Bowen... You're consulting for this. I couldn't send John alone. And we we needed someone who also knew the area. And I don't have to accept the job, too? I mean, it would make things easier. Makes things easier than honoring. Don't accept the job. John, I'm not about to get shipped off to wherever else it would be or have any. I'll you take work, the job. You work so hard to be a doctor, though. There's no reason you should give that up. I could still be a doctor. I guess I'm just a, bo a doctor under Bowen's. You know, thumb. Only one of us should be on the thumb. I don't think we have a choice right now, John. If what Shin is saying is true, then I don't think we have a choice. Shin's nodding that, yep, he's telling exactly what was told to him. Shin, could you fire her as soon as we get out of here? I don't know if she's under my purview, but I'll do what I can. You give her a knock on the door. And Ward Seaton opens it up again. And opens it up wide enough for Ida to be standing in front of the door again. So, John, Shinu, Henri, I would like to ask one more time what these two we're doing in my jurisdiction. Well, I've given John and Henri permission to divulge the uh, nature of their mission here. Um, we were sent on a fact-finding mission in order to test the security of Royal Stokes uh, because we'd had an infiltration in the Bahamut's Bay area. Uh, some Abzuans had got in to the Bowen Humanicore uh, system and so we wanted to make sure the same wasn't happening elsewhere uh, and so Shan asked us because we have been former residents of Royal Stoke that we would come up here and test the security so to speak
you know that's not going to play well politically. That may get us out of the jam where I don't have to turn these two over to Saul, but that's not going to play well politically. Shin, that will make you make enemies very quick. I'm aware of that, but I think with what I bring to the table, it'll work out. I hope so. Well then, my next question is, you said on a mission. Does that mean you officially, they're not consultants, they are not people that are under your jurisdiction, they are direct employees under you? Since before the mission started. That's what I like to hear. That makes things so much easier. Ward? Throw mud on one of the jeeps? We just arrived to the facility at 10 a.m. We'll go through a full debrief now. John? Be thankful that he's willing to hear you out on this. Be thankful that I'm not about to hand you back over to Saul Joy. Is that who leads this area? No, I lead this area. Saul Joy is the director of off-site security. Oh. She would be the person who would handle any sort of claims as far as security breaches go. My next question, after all that, is what did that to you? Cal, you have just, you and Sam have just arrived to Duner at the Mo, along with Lucia in tow. What are y'all ordering? Falafel. I'm I'm kidding. You don't actually have to make an order. <laughs> uh, as many falafel and fries as will fit on their plate. Clearly. Cow orders whatever. <laughs> so I'm get uh. How are y'all going to find out information here? So this this was seen by the employees, right? Who mm -hmm. smacked the broom at it, right? That's what Nadia told us. So we have to ask one of the employees about it. That tracks to me, yeah. Uh, you want to do it or should I? I'm willing to do it. I think it works either way. Okay. Uh, so kind of like without interruption, Sam sta stands up, gets back in line, and then waits for an open <laughs> register. Uh, oh, I thought we were just going to wait until the server came back over, but oh well. Oh, that works that. too. Well, he's already left I'm it imagining it's, it's not like a server kind of situation. I imagine it's like a subway sort of thing where oh, yeah. okay. 
I thought it was like an order. We'll sit down. Go back? No. And no, it's not like a sit down up. restaurant. This is a you you go through a line, you get your order, and then you sit down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought they would like come out to where you sit and bring the one no. like the fast food to you. No, you have to go and be like, yeah, here's my receipt that has the same number on, on it that you just called. No, no, I feel like they like they they make it for you on the spot while you're in line, like a subway kind of situation. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's nice. You can tell I have never been to a dinner place. And well, this is how it's done at like literally every single kind of Mediterranean uh, place I've ever been to. You could tell that I've never been to Mediterranean places really. This is fair. The place I go to still makes me wait. So Lucia is, I think as soon as Lucia walked in there, Lucia just took a beeline towards one of the employees and said, hey, so I got a question for you. And just like you can hear her mumbling and talking to the person. While the two of you just decide to get food, completely (laughs) forgetting the mission you're on. How much did you tell her about what we're doing? She, She knew about the stuff before you knew about it. Huh. Okay. I mean, she was also there last night. Yeah. Yeah, and she knew it was she knew everything from last night as well. That makes sense. You could just say she's she's got she knows everything. She knows things. Yeah. She knows everything about Dive Rangers. Yeah, so as it will like I guess as we get into the front of the line you can finally ask uh after like order like while they're making their food, we could just ask. <laughs> So there's the dude, and he's currently making the Dooner. I'm not going to describe what that looks like, because I just don't want to... I just don't want... That's There's no way it's going to be good. But the guy is making the Dooner, and as he's kind of, like, putting it together, you probably ask him a few questions. So were you here on the night shift a few weeks ago? Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything weird when, happen when in the museum? You, you usually come through at night. I know the night team is kind of we're, we're a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. I have I have a membership, so I like coming through here uh, whenever I can. It's a little weird here at night sometimes, isn't it? Just like the the lighting and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it can be. I mean, Mo shuts down at six. We're still open till nine. So those last three hours is very rarely do people come through here. Very rarely do necessarily a lot of people you know if they, if they do come through here they're coming through here for a reason if you know what i mean kind of like an anything goes situation you see like professor wallace come through a lot oh absolutely yeah you can't yeah, hear cool stuff <laughs> happens around here at night yeah i guess you could say some kind of cool stuff happens did you have any weird or bitter enders because you said like Professor Wallace comes through a lot, but no, I well, yeah. I mean, there there is like the you know the ghost, as people like to call it. I mean, I'm fairly <laughs> certain people are just crazy, but you, you know. guys have a ghost. Yeah. Okay. So like, that's pretty cool. But yeah, about two weeks uh passed. Uh, so uh, we've had, well, you know, that seat over there, just randomly. It'll glow. It'll glow red. We don't know what's going on with it. We'll go over to investigate. We'll hit it with a broom. And it'll stop glowing. 
Personally, I think it's someone from inside those Mo Labs. I think someone's shining a light in there, just trying to get our goat, something like that. <laughs> Sounds like a weird way to test a laser pointer. It this, exactly. That's what I'm saying. This is why. Okay, this is why I'm saying we need we need college smart guys like you two. Okay, to come in here and teach some sense to everybody, to, to all the bozos over here, talking about ghosts. Ghosts aren't yeah. real. Yeah. Giant turtles apparently might be real, but ghosts aren't real. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, like, you've seen the... People saw the news footage of the giant turtle. It, I've mean. been out to the giant turtle. Yeah. No, no. Me, me and my niece, we were playing on the giant turtle the other day. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's right. not harmful. Like, no, ain't, ain't nobody going to get hurt by that. Yeah, it's good hiking destination. Yeah, exactly. We like to... Like, I was thinking of climbing on top of it, hiking up there. I felt like it was probably a bit of a much... It's not like I could climb Iron Mountain beforehand. <laughs> All right. Well, good talking to you. Uh, and Sam leaves a generous tip in the tip jar while also paying for everyone's food. Yeah. So <laughs> I was just like, uh, I don't think we learned much there. And Lucia comes to sit down too. And uh, as the, as like Lucia comes to sit down with all of you, she says, okay, so I got some information. So it looks like this is actually a table that Ghost has been sitting has been seen just about every other day for the past while. I was asking to see if there's anybody that we know of that had sat here a lot, especially at the times. No one can necessarily say for certain because there's a few night guests. Some of those night guests were professors. Some of them were all sorts of different kind of, you know, who's it's, what's it's, all that kind of stuff. Apparently... John likes to come through here a bit. People like to talk about John because he tips really, really well. Man after my own heart there. But we did get a description of a few people that had been here a lot. One of them is someone who looked, you know, older, didn't quite seem like they were part of the Mo staff, probably worked at the bank a little up down the road. Just seemed very affluent, but not very uh, academic. Another of the night visitors that comes through here quite a bit. Younger guy. Looked kind of shifty. Just, you know. Lots of sniffing. Lots of, you know, putting the finger underneath the nose. I kind of got a feeling they were just, they didn't want to say druggy. Mm. And then we saw someone who... uh, came through here a few times bright red hair tall thin didn't get much description beyond that hmm. we think that might be related to this year well, that's a lot more information that we got out of this place oh well maybe i'm just better than you two yeah i mean we got the table and as Sam is saying that, they pull out the EKG again. It's <laughs> kind of like casually setting it down. to see if you if you see anything with it. Yep. Yeah, we and didn't I get a, a result of the EKG last time. I got a thirteen. So with a thirteen, you are going to actually see as you pull out the EKG. It's going to just the way it shines light is going to shine just enough to where. And it's like right between where Lucia and Cal are standing. 
you see a faint red glow of a figure that's not quite there for a second that then just kind of dims back out, sitting right between where Cal and Lucia are. It's kind of creepy. Did uh, Cal and Lucia see it? Yeah. Ah, I see we found our ghost. Okay, is it still incorporeal? No, no, no. It's 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 just completely like like. It, like it, it faded was, in, and then faded out real quick. Yeah, faded in, faded out. I think you can tell that it's more of an after image than it, the actual thing itself. Got it. Well, I guess that means we're on the right track. It's definitely what we saw the other day, right? It does look familiar. Hard to say. I mean, I guess red figure really is just kind of all of it, isn't it? Yeah, it didn't really have much of a form before. Do I know how long its arm is? You did not get a chance to take a look at that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I do have at least one other place we could check out. If you guys want to see if we can find anything else there after lunch. Well, where else are we going to check out? There is a peddler of certain goods near the Sandbed Hotel uh, that claims to have seen something like this. And, you know, it's worth at least investigating to see what they do know. Well, then, yeah, yeah let's hop to it. Yeah. And Lucia, I think, just, like, like stands up and immediately starts going out to the car. Because she's excited. Mm-hmm. Cal takes this last bite as he was, like, eating the whole time while nodding along to this conversation. And uh, heads back out, too. And Sam's just like, it's my car. <laughs> They're both sitting down already in the car. <laughs> Before you even get out there. So you are in a official briefing chamber at this point. It's going to be Shin. It's going to be John and Henri. All of them kind of sitting down together. Well, John and Henri are sitting down. Shin, you are kind of directed to like stand behind. And Ward Seaton is sitting at the table where... Shin and Ida are both kind of standing over top the table. And Ida is just kind of chit-chatting with Shin a little bit while Ward asks all the traditional questions of a debrief scenario. So I think the best way for us to move forward with this is... I can see if I can't create some phony reports saying that I requested security of some kind, or I requested some kind of... I can I can, I can, can make something up and say that I wanted you to send someone here to test your security systems. I kept it under wraps from... You wouldn't be able to hear this. It's just between Shin and oh. uh, Ida. I can say that we sent someone here to 
just, you know, check out our systems to make certain no one else knew about it with inside my staff because I wanted to keep it as under wraps as possible. That That's going to put me into the flak zone too, but it's going to help you out considerably. Yeah, that should do the trick. I think if we show that as we working together, me in this new position and you wanting to make sure your facility doesn't have the same issues that we did in Bahamut's Bay, I think we'll present a much stronger front for everyone else. We'll certainly look more unified than how the facility directors usually get to be seen. I really wish it didn't happen like this, though. Question for you, though. Was John always this foolish? Oh, somehow John's actually seemed like he's grown up a bit. Oh, I'm worried. Yeah. Henri, on the other hand, she was more foolish than him. And you know she's a bird, right? Oh, is that the only thing you know? Oh, now I'm worried again. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So Ward is asking you just kind of traditional kind of questions, going through the list, saying, why were you here? For what purpose? What happened with the mission? And I want you just kind of, you know, to, in your own words, say how the mission went. So give me an, an idea, like from, from start of it, as soon as you got to the Crypt Woods, what happened? Uh, we came up, we hid the, uh, the RAV, uh, we kept it off a beaten path so that we wouldn't be noticed. We hiked into the crypt woods, went up the mountain. Uh, we Why did got... you go to the crypt woods first rather than any of our facilities proper? Was there something in particular you wanted to find that happened out in the crypt woods? that you couldn't have found in our facilities? Yes. So uh, we'd received reports that uh, up until a little while ago, there was chroma energy, very frequent in the area. And we figured it I'm gonna was... Stop that. I'm going to stop you right there. What does that have to do with your security mission? Right. We are under the assumption that Abzuans operate based off chroma energy. And so we figured the best play to start would okay, be... Okay, okay, so so your security mission was to track down... Ida, can you... Allow me to Shin, finish. can you help me with this? Please, just keep him on track towards... Because I'm fairly certain all it takes is one person to ask him a question, and he's going to lose this thread, and he's going to just break down everything that happened here. So again, like just like Shin, tell him what's going on. 
John, remember how the Abzuans replaced people in our facilities? Right. Worrying that it might happen in other facilities, Ida reached out to me to see if I could send someone to help them test someone they knew could not possibly be an Abzuan. Okay. You know the area, as is Henri. So I selected you both to go on my on for us to test their security to make sure there were no holes that Abzuans could, in theory, infiltrate through and replace members of their staff. Right, which is why we went to the Cryptwoods first. It's a big ass hole. Full of chroma energy that you can hide in. Okay, so I'm going to hit record on the button here. It's going to start recording our transcript for this. Okay. Please do not lose the thread. Don't say anything that can jeopardize us. Right, I understand. Because this is going to be something that's going to hurt you. Since we're all helping out, this also might be able to gonna hurt all of us. Right, I understand. So... He hits uh, the record button on the tape recorder. Mm -hmm. So what was the nature of your mission? We were testing the security of the Royal Stoke um, office. And we figured that the best place to start would be to come from the Crypt Woods, as it is a large blind spot, given the amount of chroma that has happened there in recent past. Okay. What happened when you set foot in the cryptoids? We believe we were attacked by an Mzuin. Uh At the time, it was just me as uh, Henri was uh, catching her breath. And so I went in to fight the Abzuin, um and Wounded it, as also I have received wounds. And I assume it's defeated now? You don't have to worry about this Abzuan threat anymore? I believe it's defeated for the time. But given... Ida immediately, like, sits down at the table and looks directly at John and says, I'm sorry. You believe it's defeated for now? Mm-hmm. What? What does that mean? You believe it's defeated for now? Given my past experience as a ranger, I believe that the Abzuan threat will continue and get worse. Okay, okay. Yes, the Abzuan threat. This threat. This thing. This this shadow warrior you saw out in the woods. Mm -hmm. Is it defeated? It is hard to say. Recently, in Bahamut's Bay, we encountered uh, enemies that can return yes or no please please yes or no no Ida looks up at Shin so this is new information that I feel like John you should have said that earlier you didn't give me a chance Shin do you have a transformation device 
I do. Well then, I think we have unfinished business. I'm fairly certain we're gonna have to go fight that monster. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transform and Dive Rangers, episode 14, PETA Friendly Idiom. Our music was etched in the stone of a canyon by an artist whose name has been lost to time, but who we call Daryl Archideld. You can follow us on Twitter at off underscore hour, or send us an email, offhournetwork at gmail.com. If you think we're cool, you can write us a review and tell your friends about us. If you think we're lame, do those things anyway and trick people into listening to us four weeks in a row and we've released new content regularly. And if that statement isn't true, then like, I'm gonna say it is. And I have no idea what the concept of time is to begin with, so like, you know, doesn't matter. Far enough in the future, people binging this show enough, time doesn't exist anyway. Gosh, I wish I was in that future. With you, in the future, is it better there? because it definitely sucks recording this in what feels like 2020 part two. I'm not Smash Mouth. I don't like my world on fire. Well, I guess for now, I'll just wait to see you next time, whenever we update, whenever that is. I'm happy to do it. Uh, just please don't arrest the man who uh, goes by the name of Koala Bear. He is the only person who can bring me the kinds of people here that I need to keep my business going. C could I offer a third suggestion? Cool. What the fuck? This is some absolute garbage. No, I'm using a desktop. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, this is this is just some bullshit. So fuck that. There's just so much. There's so much for the blooper reel. For the blooper reel. For the blooper reel. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transformer Dive Rangers episode 14. That was a weird way for me to say that. I'm gonna leave this in because it's a funny blooper. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular. I'm just gonna do more. I'm just gonna. Why? Why even edit? Why even just just let you let you pull out all the all the dumb little stupid blooper reel material for you. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transform and Dive Rangers episode 14, PETA-friendly idiom. Still said that weird. Gonna try that one more time. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transform and episode dive, episode dive Rangers. So that means Lucia's Gwen then? Yes. Oh, absolutely. She's the coolest girl in the room. By a lot. By a huge margin. But also, also they have this thing at the uh, Dooner at the Mo, where if you put a thing in a tip jar, they all start singing. So like they all start singing <laughs> like a pirate shanty at the same time. Cal immediately evacuates. <laughs> oh no! You don't want me to sing the pirate shanty?
Oh no, you can sing fantastic. it, but Cal won't be there to yeah. re receive well, the brunt of the pirate chanty. This is if the no best one, part of no every time I eat here. It, I guess, but Sam I guess. will be there to hear it. This is the this... best part of every time I eat here. Oh. That's why I tip so well here. I'm not going <laughs> to sing the pirate chanty, okay? I, I, I don't know which... Because all I can think you, of is uh, leave her Johnny, leave her, and that is not a pirate You Spanish ladies, farewell and adieu. You ladies of Spain, you've just received orders to sail for old England. That still seems weird. I feel like it should be a a, a working tune. <laughs> oh, Billy Riley was a pretty dancer. Oh, Billy Riley. Oh, Billy Riley. <laughs> and Sam promptly takes a seat at the table that <laughs> was pointed out. <laughs> 